Gonna go straight into it. That's uh, fine. This is Set Lusting Bruce. I'm Jesse Jackson, and uh, I have for the second time Super Bruce Bud Dawn uh, visiting with me. Um, we had mechanical recording problems, but we did get the last half of the interview up, and Don was sweet enough to say, "Yes, I'll talk to you again, Jesse." Oh, it's yeah, it, it's. It's terrible that I have to do this again. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think an hour was enough time. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, and as I said just a few minutes ago, um, as we're recording this is the day that the um, extended tour tickets go on sale. And I live in Dallas, Texas, so I am trying to get uh, Oklahoma City tickets and Dallas tickets I spent a lot of time, like, which one do you go to first, right? Like, right. which one do you think it's going to be? And I'm trying to get Oklahoma for – my son says he wants to see Bruce for the first time. All right. Great. And Good parenting skills. Yes. And so we said that, okay, so what we'll do is we will – um, I said, okay, we'll, we'll go to Oklahoma City so we can make it a guy's trip. So I'm going to get those. But then I'm like, but how mad am I going to be? Is he in my town, Dallas, and I don't have a ticket? So I'm going back and forth. I um, know the feeling. Yes. Um, I often say to my friends and my husband, I, I say, um, I, I have to go to this show because if Bruce is within – 200 miles from me and I don't go. Um, I've done that before and I have regretted it. So since that time, um, I just, I just bite the bullet and I say, I'm going. Yeah. And you know, what's funny, Dawn, is that my lovely wife, very understanding. Cause I said, look, I, I saw him in Pittsburgh and it was amazing. And we want to talk about that. And, and, you know, and I'm going to Louisville. So if I don't get tickets, I don't get tickets. And she's like, no, you need to get tickets. Um, last night we went to what I've been saying to everyone is where the dark desert highway meets Thunder Road. Mm -hmm. There is a gas monkey bar and grill in Dallas. We had never been. Turned out to be it's kind of a combination Roadhouse, Biker Bar, um, Logan's Steakhouse, and the cool. food was really good, and they have a venue uh, that's kind of just nothing but a pit 
but we ended up finding four chairs and we stuck them in the very back and thunder road which is a local dallas bruce springsteen tribute band uh-huh. our cover band i'm not sure which one they don't you know they don't deliberately try to mimic bruce you know yeah. voices they're they're close mm-hmm. um and the guy who plays um guitar to the left does put on a bandana you know oh, to play yeah. the stevie part yeah um and then um, into the West is a Dallas um, Eagles tribute cover oh, band. Love them. Yeah, it, it, they were really good. And so, uh, you know, we met my um, sister-in-law and her husband, Clay and Mary. So mm-hmm. Linda and I, Clay and Mary, all went. We had dinner. And then we went and listened. And I had emailed the guys in Thunder Road saying, hey, I'd love to have you on the show. And so I got to meet a couple of them, give them a card. They said, we'll, we'll figure out how we can be on your show. That would be fun. And so they did a, an hour and a half set. Wow. Um, I actually thought pretty good. You know, they did the hits, but they did Adam Reigns of Cain and, um, uh, you know, Into the Night and mm-hmm. Spirit of the Night. And so it was there's They did some really nice versions um and then um you know they took a break and then uh the eagles band came out and they sounded really good wow Uh, yeah so it was a fun night oh that's awesome that sounds like a terrific night the eagles are one of my favorite bands too and i'm devastated with glenn fry's passing uh it it i think it hit me harder than david bowie um and because I was a big Bowie fan too. And I was, I'm actually very, very blessed to have seen both David Bowie and the Eagles. Um, but Glenn Fry and David Bowie, what a, what a great loss. You know? it, it truly was. And, you know, I did attribute episodes for both, but David Bowie, I understand intellectually how much of an influence he was and how great he was. Yeah. And there are certain songs of his that, are on my list. You know, I love Modern Love and I do too. And one of the all-time classics is him and Bing Crosby singing Drummer Boy, Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, drummer Boy, yeah. And the Eagles were the soundtrack of my high school. Me too. And, and so besides Bruce, Bruce was number 1. Well, absolutely. But and Bruce, you know, and so to lose Glenn Fry just hit me more emotionally. Me too. Yeah, and so uh, I'm not rating either loss. They're both just horrible, but mm-hmm. just on a, an emotional level, the idea of those Eagle songs were such a part of my childhood and you know high school, mm-hmm. and you know they reached a point. They they talked about the radio that at one point every household in america had a copy of their greatest hits i believe that yeah that's interesting i think glenn glenn fry hit me on a more personal level because um where where david bowie i i mean he was just iconic and not that glenn fry was not iconic but he seemed more like the a regular person i think where David Bowie was just kind of this 
iconic artist. Um, it, it, I, I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but um, you know, I don't know. The, the Eagles, the, the Eagles, just it hit me more. It hit me more personally. Um, it happens to be my son's fav- favorite band, of course, aside from Bruce Springsteen. Right, absolutely. And and God help him if he likes anybody better than Bruce. Yes. Um, so, but I I I believe that I believe that, and I, you know, thank God we have the music. Um, so, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the nice things uh, the Into the West said last night is they said, uh, they said, we have no doubt that this song was playing when Glenn walked through the gates, um, the pearly gates upstairs, and they did New Kid in Town. I and, love that song. Yes, it was. And it was, you know, it was, it was just the right amount of sweetness and humor, uh, so it was good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That I would have cried. Yes, I, I, I would have cried. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was really fun, and and it was just we were laughing because uh, you know, like ninety percent of the crowd knew each other. They all were in their um, leather jackets and <laughs> biker vests, and they all you know were laughing and uh, you know visiting with each other, and you could tell that this is where they go on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And then 10% were people who specifically came in to either hear this Thunder Road or Into the West. Yep. So uh, so it was a good mix, and we had a good time. Oh, I'm glad. It sounds like a great time. Yeah, uh, really fun. So, Don, I appreciate you once again visiting with me, and it, it was so much fun the first time people did not get to hear. So tell me a little bit about your musical background. Talk about as a kid, what you listened to, what your family listened to. And, um, to kind of, I like to know your musical roots. Well, um, I, I'm, I, I hail from Brooklyn, New York. Um, and so that kind of gives me, uh, kind of a, a certain, stereotypical personality trait, um, which is, I say that in a good way. Um, I love, I love being a New Yorker. I am a transplant. I now live in Boston, Boston. Um, So, um, and I think we talked the first time, you know, Yankees versus Red Sox, Patriots versus Giants and all that other stuff, but Yes, um, and, and uh, yep. so, yes, because that's got to be weird for you sometimes, right? I relish it. Yes. It, it's a lot of fun because people continually tell me you can't be a Red Sox fan and a Yankees fan, and you can't like the Giants and like the Patriots and blah, 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 blah. And I can, and I do. Um, I was a huge Derek Jeter fan, um, and my friends despise Derek Jeter because he's a Yankee, of course. Um, but my dad was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. So, you know, I love Joe Torrey and um, was devastated when he had to leave the Yankees. So, right. But um, being from New, from New York, I, I really, um, in my, my first years and stuff, I had, I had a lot of diversity, um, which was So I, I, I'm going to stop you there. Yep. My two tickets in Dallas, they just told me. There are no tickets from Venue oh. Current. 
So, uh, of course, I'll, I'm going to keep trying as we talk. Yes. But one of Are the you going for GA or seats? Oh, just seats. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm too old and fat for um. So no. yes, I'm gonna keep checking. Uh, so now I'm gonna go to uh and try to get Dallas, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. I ended up oh, going Oklahoma. to Dallas okay. first. So, all right. Okay. Um, it, it, are you stressed? Because uh, you know, know I'm a little stressed, but I gotta tell you, talking to you while I'm doing it, it makes the stress less because. You know, I, I well, and Don, you're you're such a sweet person, and also it's just the whole idea of, you know, I'm servicing the podcast. If I don't get tickets, <laughs> or if I get tickets, either way, it makes for a yay, Jesse. So Absolutely. anyway, um, I, I am so rooting for you. I thank really you. Am. I appreciate that's, that. That's the best. I think that's the best thing about Bruce Buds um, is that. You know, I mean, I've been trying to get tickets to Boston because um, my my wonderful friends, Candy Dawson at Two Hearts by Candy and Annette Dam um, from Brazil are coming to, up to stay with me um, this week. And we're trying to get to the Boston show. And um, Annette has only seen Bruce twice. And my on my bucket list is to get into the show my, my my biggest desire, I think, is to get GA, get her into the pit two feet from Bruce, because I'm going to have to stand behind her when she faints. Um, I, I'm a kind of a pit veteran. Um, I love it. Once you see him there, sitting in a seat is very, very difficult. Um, and so we are we're, we're strategizing strategizing um the three of us and along with my husband who said that he's not interested in going to see him but he'll be our chauffeur which i love him for. oh that is great Isn't that awesome yes just like your just like your wife telling you oh you have to go yes you have to love that you have you know? to love that that is that is greatness because you you um i mean you really um brought a lot of joy to people um, with this podcast. Um, I, I've been telling people about it and I'm telling them, I'm hoping that um, you may be able to get to talk to Annette while she's here. I don't know what your schedule is. Oh, but, we'll just have uh, to make that happen. That'd be lovely. And I also, you know, because it's Skype, we can do it, you know, internationally and we can work out the times. Um, yep. Thanks. I, I just love doing it. And I was, uh, Linda and I were talking and I was, I kind of overcompensated when I was looking for a new work home and started doing a lot more podcasts to kind of feel productive and mm -hmm. to keep my spirits up. I may need to cut back on some. And so Linda said, well, which one? you know, is top of the list. And I said, oh, set listing Bruce by far. I said, I love talking Castle and Doctor Who and all these other comic books and things I do, but I cannot tell you how much joy it is talking to all these people who are passionate, not just about Bruce, but other musicians and, mm -hmm. and, them, and the joy they get and how the magic of music has helped them through so many parts of their lives, you know, when through births and deaths and sickness and it, it just is, 
I, I just, everything. It is, and um, and I I think Bruce realizes that, but I think uh, he does too. Yeah, and I, I've told this story before, but there was um, Mark Evanier, who is a very good uh, comic book writer, and he has worked for years as the executive producer on the Garfield comic. Uh, mm -hmm. the, you know, cartoon show. And he is, and he ended up getting free tickets to go see Barry Manilow at uh, Vegas. And, I love him. Yeah. And, and he said it was such a great show, but this couple next to him were hoping to hear weekend in new England because it was their song and they had fell in love with it. And it's kind of every time something good happens, they play that. And Mark said something that I thought was so true. He said, if I could write one song that would mean that much to anyone, that would mean more to me than all the Grammys, gold records in the world. And I think that's what Bruce feels, too. I, I certainly appreciates, as he talks in The Wish, all the things that this guitar has brought us. Oh, I know. But, um, I think he... He just loves the fact that he's able to make a difference in people's lives and that they care about what he has to say and share. I, I agree because, I, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, I have seen him over 100 times and I, I have never seen him call it in. I mean, he could easily just kind of go out there, play the hits and, you know, that's the end of that. But every time I see him, he gives so much of himself that, I mean, for, for three plus hours, I'm jumping up and down as well because it just means so much to me. And, you know, I mean, I think we've all dealt with the question, how can you see somebody, you know, so many times, you know, isn't it the same show? And, you know, of course, our, our answer is no, it's different every time and, even with the river, you know, I'm hearing, and and you've seen the, the Pittsburgh show, right? Already. Yes. yes. And have I mean, you he got still to see? Spin on it. Have you got to see a show yet on this tour? I have not. Okay. And I'm waiting. I am. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for a ticket drop in Boston. Okay. Um, because StubHub is just crazy. That what yes. they're asking, it, it's just insane. It is. Um, and. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Right. How are you doing with your tickets? So yeah. right now we're we're it's still searching. Uh, okay. I've moved to Oklahoma City. I'm going to try to get two tickets for me and my son. Then I'm going to go back to Dallas, try to get a couple more, and then I'll try to get a single ticket. Uh, yep. Both of them have given me the blessing that if I can only get one ticket in Oklahoma and yep. Dallas just to go and enjoy, uh, because you're you're already with family. Exactly. Um, yeah, you'll go, and you know, you know people there. You've seen yes. them before. You know, everybody shares their stories. I, I have met, I have met some of my best friends yes. later on in life through, through Bruce. Right. Um, and I mean, the, I feel closer to the people that I've met, you know, over the last fifteen years than sometimes people that I grew up with. Um, who are who are Bruce fans too? But as you get older, I think 
um, a lot of things change in your life and you have a different outlook on life as well. Absolutely. Um, You know, I met Audrey Hun uh, at before the show in Pittsburgh. She had organized, you know, on Facebook, a meet and greet before the show. We were at TGI Fridays, you know, we're, we're talking, we're laughing, just a wonderful thing. And then she got on stage at Madison Square Garden to dance with him. Oh, and I, it was, it felt like, you know, it felt like it was my sister. Yes. You know, that got this. And I was just like, yay, yay for you. That's um, exactly. That's the best part is that everybody is so happy to have other people have these experiences. Dawn, one of the things that I'm so proud of our fandom on, and I, I don't want to sound too high and mighty, but overall, you don't. the percentage of people they're not, oh, I hate you, you got tickets. It's, oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. You know, not this, not a jealous. Now, maybe envious because, God, I'd love to see him at Madison Square Garden. Or, oh, I think it's got to be fabulous to see him in Jersey. You know, or, or whatever, you know, oh, that sounds like it was a magical show. But not this, I resent you getting the experience. I'm happy for you because, you know, and it goes back to, right, it, you know, none of us win unless all of us win. I, I will tell you that I thought it was amazing hearing him do the river. For, and I'm certainly not original saying this, Don, but the perspective, this artist looking back at what he did. Mm-hmm. And sharing that, oh, how do I put this? Um, sharing, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I, it's okay. I did this in the 80s, and now I'm, I'm going to play this for you now because I am different, but I'm still the same. Yes. And let's ha- have fun with this because he puts, like, his own little new twist on it. Yes. I guess. And it's, so it's almost like sharing, like, oh, I haven't heard this song for so long type of thing. Yes. Um, and and I, I like the fact that he wants to share that because I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a money thing with him at all. He doesn't have to tour. I think he just loves to get out there and, and just jam and have fun. And I think he feels pressure um, to be, you know, the boss. Um, and I guess if I had one thing to say to him, I would say, don't feel that pressure because you're just great as you are, you know? Um, but he's constantly thinking of new ways to give back to his fans. And that's what I, that's what I love about him. And that's why I have been such a diehard fan since I'm 15 years old, um, is that from the get go, the guy cared about, every single person having a great time in that, in that venue, wherever he happened to be. Um, and he's, he's funny, you know, I I mean, I, I, being, being able to be up close and seeing the interaction of the band, um, has brought a new dimension for me. 
Um, right. And even my husband said that too, because we would start to laugh um, if somebody did something goofy, which was usually, of course, Stevie and, and Bruce and or Clarence and Bruce. Right. And there was one. Um, we I think we were at Gillette, and we had we had gotten to the stage, and I was with my son and my husband, and um, I'm thinking it was Gillette. I can't remember precisely, but Bruce came out, you know, full bore, and I, I think he was playing um, Radio Nowhere, and he's strumming that guitar, and I look at the guitar, and his hands and fingers are bleeding profusely. Wow. And I'm like, oh, oh, shoot. Didn't quite say shoot, but... Yes. Um, so... I got Stevie's attention and I pointed to Bruce and I lifted up my hand. So Stevie looked at Bruce and he kind of slid over next to Bruce, whispered in his ear. You see Bruce look down at his hand, kind of wipe it and just continue playing. And he kind of slides back to his position and gives, gives a nod to us. Um, that kind of interaction um, is just so cool. Um, and having never met anybody except for Nils, who I absolutely adore, um, I, it just it makes it such a personal experience. And I, I really hope if you ever get the chance to try the pit, because just the pure adrenaline, um, it's, a, it's a tough day. It's a long day and a long night but it is so worth it in the end. Um, and so I, I, hope for, I hope for you that, and I hope that you don't have to go through the whole process, and I hope somebody just says, hey, Jesse, come on down. That would be awesome. All right, so breaking news. I have two tickets. Yay! Section 326, awesome. the very toppest row P, seat 21 and 22 in Oklahoma City. So my son and I are going to uh, see Bruce together for the first time. Woo! Yay! That is a, I have a show. I'm yes. so happy for you. And this will be your son's first show, right? Yes. He's, uh, you know, he's 26 mm-hmm. and kind of was... Uh, you know, he was into more Metallica. He's lately gotten into a lot of country music. And um, so he just kind of certainly heard it all the time, Mm -hmm. but was not a big, you know, fan. And Mm -hmm. so he ended up um, saying, well, you know, he really loves Dream Baby Dream. And uh, so... Um, he said, you know, dad, if you can give me a ticket, I'd like to go. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, he, I'm I'm so happy for you. I have this huge smile on my face. Yes. Um, and like you said, you know what? It's like, it's like me scoring, you know what I mean? A couple of tickets because I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm thrilled that your son is going to see his first show, and I, you, I'm sure you've said this to him. He will never be the same again. Um, I think he will become a lifelong Bruce fan because I don't think any band or individual um, brings as much to a live 
concert than Bruce and the E Street Band. Um, Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I, I'm a Who fan. I'm a Clash fan. Um, my, my musical tastes, I'm a diehard rock and roller, but, you know, my dad had, um, my dad listened to everything. So I love, I love, you know, jazz. I love Frank Sinatra, um, Nat King Cole. I love Baron Manilow. have seen him. He is an incredible performer. Um, he is. And you're going, you're going to see him, you said, right? Uh, no, I, I've seen him in the past. My only worry or, or complaint, and I think this is what happens with Bruce, is, and the E Street Band, they spoil you. Okay, breaking news. Uh, I now have one ticket to Dallas. So I'm going to both shows. Uh, Dallas Yay! will be, so we'll see what happens. Very, very happy. I am so happy for you. So now, so you're going to Oklahoma and Dallas. Yes. Yay. Now, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep while we're talking. See if I can get a couple of tickets uh, more in Dallas, but I don't think I can. It looks like it's selling out pretty quick. Um, and remember the ticket drop. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. So excited. (laughs) I'm glad that this was a great idea. Yeah, well, because I was talking to Linda, and she said, well, what are you going to do? I know you're talking to Dawn when tickets go on sale. And I said, yes, but I'm thinking it might be funny that, because she'll understand. Dawn will understand, you know, absolutely. You Uh, pause and do what you need to do. Right. Linda sounds like an unbelievable person. I really hope that I get to meet you guys. Yes, Um, me too. I'm 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 trying actually. I've been talking to um, a lot of different friends um, that are all over. Actually, a lot of them are in Europe and are coming to the states um, to see um, to see some of the shows. So yeah. I'm hoping that um, you know, as things settle down and everything, that I'll be able to do a little bit of traveling and maybe hook up with some people at different shows um, because this. Is really, I, I would love to just, I love going to shows with people that I know but haven't met yet. Yes. Um, it's so exciting and is so amazing that um, there's just this very strong connection. Like, I mean, we have never met face to face, but you're like my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I am so, I have the biggest smile on my face because you are going to Oklahoma and you're going to Dallas. And yeah. I am so excited for you. I can't even tell you. Well, thank you. It is just something, and I get asked that the same thing you guys do, Of, but why do you want to see him, and especially this tour, four times when you know two-thirds of the show are going to be the same songs. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, funny story, we're driving to Florida last November for Linda's race, and we put in the river, and she was, well, I don't care for that song. I don't remember liking that song. And she went back and said, I don't, I thought I really loved that album, but there are more songs on it I don't like than I like. Mm-hmm. And, 
I okay. yeah, and I said, yeah, I understand. I said, but there is something about the joy they're doing in it, and our mutual online friend Allie yes. uh, Scales talked about. And remember, Patty wasn't there for the recording of these songs. Exactly. The perception, and I guess you know, neither was Neil's, right? Right. And so they're having looking or Charlie. Back, yeah, good point. Yeah, and certainly not Jake. Jake, right. And there, this, you know, he gave the introduction to Independence Day. Mm, I love that song. And when he talked about it, as a young man, all you see is your father, the compromises your parents made. Right. And how you don't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. And now, and he implied he didn't say it out loud because Bruce isn't going to beat us over the head with, you know, absolute metaphors. But right. the Im- implication to me was now then I'm seeing it from my father's perspective. And I yeah. know what life can do for you. Mm-hmm. I know the compromises you can make and how your your dreams get, you know, taken away from you. Right. And even though... I'm certainly sure that 16-year-old Bruce would be thrilled with what this is. Sure. He understands, though, that other side. And I, I agree. I and I and I think that maybe personally, um, there have been something. There, I'm sure there's been a lot of things that maybe he's compromised, even with all his success, because um, it. You can be the richest person in the world, the most successful person in the world. And, you know, I think everybody still has that maybe thing or things that got away or that never materialized. You know, we see him as having everything anybody could ever want. But, um, you know, and, it, and it's interesting what he says. Um, I have not seen the, the Ripper tour show yet, but because when he did this back in 1978 at the Boston Garden, he introduced Independence Day and Point Blank, um, which was incredibly phenomenal. I'll never forget it. Um, His introduction to Independence Day was very similar. He said, but instead of putting himself in his dad's position, he talked about back in 78, he was, you know, I was 18, so he was like 27 or something, or 29, and um, he talked about the differences between him and his dad, but was not a father yet himself. So it's interesting that his message is still similar, but he has added into that the fact that he's a dad now, and now he truly gets it. So that's yeah. very that's a very interesting point that you made um, and that Allie made, and that that I it makes me really even more want to see the show because I I did I was going to all the shows on the River Tour as much as I could at the time, um, so I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting being a 55 year old woman still acting like she's 15, right? Um, and you know having seen the River when I was 18. Exactly, because I'm sitting there, uh, my son is 26, he'll be 
27 in February, and I now see him pursuing his dreams, and I see him fighting for his goals, and my heart, you know, reaches out for him, and every, you know, every hurt that he feels, I feel for him. Absolutely. And you know that, and my son and my lovely bride argued a lot in high school in the first few years of college not that he and i didn't but they did even more mm-hmm. and so we were listening to independence day and she goes oh my gosh it's me and cj oh, <laughs> and so, yeah. um, i think i think i think most parents and their kids um i, I have conflicts at that age um uh, i mean i i I would find it unbelievable if somebody told me they didn't Um, because you just want so much for your kid um, to do well and not to have to suffer a lot of the things that you may have suffered. Um, And the other part of that is that, okay, you have to learn your lesson. So, I mean, I think we vacillate back and forth between trying to make it better for them and letting them make their own mistakes and learning from them and hoping that they learn from them and don't have to keep on repeating it because it's heartbreaking for us as parents. Right. You there's know, that... I, I have a 24-year-old son, yeah. so I know, and I have, um, I have um, two stepchildren that are a couple of years older, so um, I definitely know what you guys are talking about. Well, and... A couple, once again, anything, any point to be made, you could be made by Bruce. But when he says, if I had one wish, that your mistakes would be your own, um, I think is true. And the other point is he, uh, I guess he talked about on maybe storytellers um, where he said he was talking to a friend and said, I, I don't want to make my life too easy, my children's life too easy. And yeah. I think his friend said, life is going to be hard enough. They are going to have problems. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with you helping them as much as you can. Right. Right. And, um, and you do want uh, to feel that you can make their life a little bit easier and help them. Sure. Um, what do you remember about seeing him? I remember when we first talked. So The River was one of your first shows? No. Um, okay. I, I was on board, on board with, with Born to Run. Okay, uh, so let's um, – Gosh, it's, you know, we talk so much and I just, I feel like I'm talking to an old friend and me which too. is your point, right? That, um, right. yeah. So tell me how you found Bruce. Um, well, and, and people look at me like I'm, I'm crazy when I tell this, but I had the quintessential Bruce introduction. Um, when I was in high school, um, Bonturang had come out. And I happened to be at, you know, our local hangout and I was sitting in a car, a convertible, 
um, with a friend of mine and he put in, I think it was an eight track tape at the time. I think, yeah, eight tracks were, were uh, all the rage then still. So, and the first notes of Thunder Road start playing. And I looked at him and I said, who's this? And he said, it's Bruce Springsteen. And I said, who? And he said, Bruce Springsteen. And so Thunder Road starts to play. And I'm thinking to myself, after the first couple of notes, I love this music. And then, so now we're leaving. And I am driving down the road in a convertible. I happen to have long brown hair. And um, roll down the window and let the wind blow back your hair. That's what was happening as I am literally listening to Thunder Road for the first time. I get absolute chills because I feel like he's talking about me. And from that point on, after the next day, I went out and I bought greetings, wild and innocent, born to run, and... Um, Everything from there is history. Uh, I immediately fell in love with his melodies, um, his words, the sound of his voice, because he didn't have that, you know, that typical, you know, sweet or he, he had that roughness about his voice. And um, I also I loved the sax and I loved Danny Federici's um the, the the melody uh, his his melody I miss so much and I think that was that is how my my passion my Bruce passion started and it has not waned a bit since that time as a matter of fact I think I have become crazier as I get older because I know that you know. We all are getting older and that someday I am not going to have the opportunity to see him live. And my husband is really supportive of my of my passion and my craziness. Um, And he's all he is all about me continuing to have the best boost experience ever, Um, even though he had he had his run. He, you know, is no. He he just as soon let me go with a bunch of friends and have the time of my life. And he's looking forward to Annette and Candy coming up um, as much as as I am um, and just sharing the whole experience. So that was how I that was how I became a Bruce a fanatic, a tramp. You know, in the best way. It absolutely. I I love that and. Um, I can just picture that image. Um, we, you know, you're in a Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, the, I, I'm right there with you as far as um, my um, wife made a joke that, well, first off, Colleen, who's from Chicago, who's been on the show, sent a, you know, a tweet out saying, "Hey, Jesse." Uh, if the rumor's true, get your guest room ready. Um, you know, this is when they were announcing they may do Dallas. And um, right. and Linda said, you know, normally 
I would be worried about meeting people, you know, over the internet, but I truly sure. have reached the point now where I trust you. If, if, if you think their greatness in Bruce, then yeah, tell them to come on over. Um, we'll, we'll just make it a party. And, right. um, last night as we were watching the cover band and I'm singing along at the songs and we got in the car driving home and Linda said, she goes, I enjoyed the Beagle, the Eagles band more than the Thunder Road because I knew more of the songs. And I said, mm -hmm. absolutely. I, and we talked about the Eagles were the soundtrack of our growing up. She goes, but you got joy out of just listening to this band play them. I can only imagine. And she goes, that's why I want you to go to every show you can. Um, you what just deserve it. Woman. What a yes. wonderful woman. Yes, she is. She is awesome. Uh, way to go. I'm going to go give her a hug when we finish oh, talking. Um, so what was, me too. yes. What was your first show, Dawn? Um, my first show was in 75 at a small venue in Boston that I lied to my mom and dad about going to because I didn't think that they were going to let me go. And um, it was either the Music Hall or the Orpheum, I believe. And um, it a smaller venue because at the time, even though Born to Run was out, um, he still hadn't caught on like he did um, with his subsequent albums. So um, I ended up going by myself and because I, I was I was crazed. I really was. Um, just to watch his performance and listen to him sing was the highlight for me. Um, and I remember when Darkness came out in 78 and I was 18 and I had grabbed, I had, you know, the tickets were what, $5 then? Um, I had like six tickets and I was with a bunch of my friends and I, I said, you know, you guys want to go to see Springsteen with me? And it was, it was for either Springfield in Rhode Island or Hartford, the Hartford Civic Center and in Connecticut, which is just like an hour ride for us from Boston. And everybody's like, nah, I don't think so. And I'm looking at them and I, I say, it's Springsteen. What do you mean? No. And finally I, I got a bunch of people to go and, you know, some of them became instant Springsteen fans, you know, that night. Um, but I just remember having a hard time trying to get somebody to go to see the show with me. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. And had we had Twitter back then? Yes. I, they, they would have been gone in an instant. I would have had, you know, thousands of people vying for, for the tickets and, and everything. You know, I was I, I, I was an early fan, not as early as some, but, right. uh, you know, I can't do anything about when I was born. Right. Uh, but it's just, it amazes me because now, you know, I can't get a ticket. And if I, if I don't get one through Ticketmaster, you know, and you have to go to like StubHub, uh, you, you're priced out. And, and it bothers me a lot, especially when I'm around people. Um, and this might be part of a, a snobbery thing for me too, is that, you know, he's playing racing in the streets. 
and you guys are on your phone or you're talking about something else. And I just want to look at them and I want to say, this is racing in the streets. Why are you not listening? Why are you sitting in this seat? You know, and I, I hate to admit that, but because it's so hard to get a ticket now, I want to be with people that can appreciate the music because uh, I'm getting older too. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I will have an next show or, um, you know, with health concerns and, and things like that, or just, you know, fate or karma. Um, so it kind of disturbs me that, you know, you have a lot of these third party ticket people um, grabbing a lot of the tickets and making it very difficult for somebody like you or me to get a ticket. I mean, look at the the anxiety and, and stuff that you had to go through to try and get your ticket. I mean, you're, you were, you're fairly lucky with, with these two shows and um, grateful beyond belief. Um, and I'm glad for the luck, you know, but it, I really think it comes down to the luck of the draw these days because um, it's real hard. It's real hard to get a ticket. And um, so I, I feel for, for the, for the fans that, you know, aren't given tickets because it's, you know, a corporate type of thing or that, or that type of thing. You know, but, um, I, I totally agree with you, Don, and not to get too spiritual, though it is Bruce, and there's a proverb that says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're not guaranteed any tomorrows. Right. And, and as we just talked about, we lost David Bowie, we lost Glenn Fry. I'm going to hear Bruce anytime he wants to play and anytime short of me skipping my mortgage, you know, I'm going to eat bologna sandwiches and I'm going to do everything I can because I don't know how many more times he's going to play. Exactly. And then I will tell you after seeing them play in Pittsburgh and Mm -hmm. hearing the reports from Madison Square Garden in Chicago, there is a joy and an energy to these songs that they're having a blast with. Absolutely. And then I really do think that um, it's it's a little longer show than normal. You yeah. know, like Pittsburgh was three over 320. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I think they're having a lot of fun. I do find it ironic or funny or odd I have now seen him 11 times, and he mm-hmm. has played The Rising every time I've seen him perform. Really? That is the only song that he has played at every show. I haven't got Born to Run in every show because when he did Devils and Dust, he didn't do Born to Run. I yeah. had never heard Thunder Road until the last three. Wow. Um, you know, it, it just has gone through. But The Rising... I have seen it every show. <laughs> that and and that that song, um, I saw him at the Devils and you know the Devils and Dust tour, and he did the Rising then, and I, you're gonna laugh at me, but I I cried and even but even my husband said this, we had chills 
throughout our body. Um, when he played that during Devils and Dust, because first off, I find it a very spiritual song. Um, and I know people would argue with me because I really do think that um, that album came out and people have said yes, no, you know, maybe, but I do think it was inspired by 9-11. Um, that song is, is so inspirational and so, um, and just uplifting that I almost felt like I had an out of body experience during that song. And my husband said the same thing. And I mean, he's much less kind of, you know, earthy crunchy than I am. Yeah. And, um, well, so the fact that you've seen that, that you've heard that song at every show. Yeah. I think means you're special. Well, thank you. Uh, It is, it's, I love the song. So luckily, um, and, you know, there are songs that I just don't particularly care about. Right. And, and But see, I don't judge. And I got a little bit angry when at Pittsburgh he goes into, I think, Wrecking Ball. And then I forgot what other song he did. Mm-hmm. And someone tweeted, oh, those old chestnuts. And I got, you know, a little angry going, first yeah. off. It's someone's first show. Every show is someone's first show. Right. And every song is someone's, it means something to someone. Right. And, and you know, and I, you know, I know there's that quote where uh, Bruce says, I'm going to do one from the 90s. And someone applauded and he said, oh, hold up. It may be one of the crappy ones, <laughs> you know. Um, he doesn't miss a, he doesn't miss a trick. I no, mean, he, he doesn't. Well, yeah. And, um, like, I am not a big fan of Spirit in the Night. Mm-hmm. I I just don't, it, it just doesn't ring emotionally to me. Um, I acknowledge its greatness. And so I did make the joke last night. I whispered to Linda, I said, I'm not a fan of this song when the E Street does it. <laughs> and she just rolled. <laughs> I, and then I said, well, um, if I needed to do a bio break, I would do it during this song. So I'm going to honor the tradition and go pee. Uh, go. <laughs> so, but I, I'm, re- I don't though get on my phone. I don't talk. I just go, okay, I'm old now. I don't know if I can go three and a half hours without drinking anything right. or right. eating. Now, the first time I saw him done, was yep. at the rising. Um, Linda's like, do you want something to drink? No, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right, you know, I don't right, want to exactly. miss a second. Um, you know, now then I guess that's my only, um, a little bit of, I'm comfortable enough now that go, okay, I know there's going to be at least one song that, um, is on a scale one to 10, a six that I can go if I need to take a break. And if I don't, I'm good. Um, is, I, I, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Um, and it's not, it's not rudeness. I mean, it's nature. Right. And And it's also, uh, he has such a diverse song book. Um, 
so there's two new podcasts that I just found, and I'm trying to get both of the people on this one. Um, there is a um, there's a new podcast, and they're actually here in Dallas. One of the guys, so he and I are going to try to meet um, to talk about this. And the reason I'm bringing it up is you talked about your spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. So his name is Rob Carmack. And he is a pastor at a church. Yeah. But he also is doing a podcast, Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. And so, <laughs> really? yes. So him and his friend, JB, have got a alphabetical list of Bruce's songs, over oh 300. God. And they started at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And they're doing an episode of you know each week uh or every few days and they started with um the uh um, let's see you know 30 days out because that's in alphabetically then fourth of july asbury park 57 channels nothing on a good man is hard to find a night with the jersey devil cross the border adam raised the cane ain't good enough for you and they're going on and on Oh, that is so much fun. And um, I, my favorite is they did Ain't Got You, and they said, really, Bruce, Ain't Good Enough for You was on the shelf? And you, if you needed I, an A song, <laughs> did really? you want? And uh, so uh, it's Bruce Springsteen sees the alphabet, if you guys get it. Um, it's about a 15, 20-minute episode, and they're going through each song alphabetically. And I, I think I, that I, is I so cool. I find that. Uh, and, you know, and so it's just so much fun. Um, and because he's a pastor, he does have this from a spiritual um, side sometimes. And so I've emailed him and I've told him that I would love to join them on a couple of songs. And I also would like to just talk to him kind of on, I guess there was some church in the jersey area that was doing a springsteen themed service okay Uh, and and i do think that a lot of bruce's music it's not just because he was raised catholic i think there is a um a feeling you know and something that he you know it's more than just himself right i i i agree i i think he believes in a higher power, whatever yes. that is. Um, you know, I think, I think he has faith. Yes. Um, you know, I think as he's gotten older, a lot of his songs have taken on, um, have taken on kind of a, a religious, I don't want to say religious, but, but a spiritual tone. Um, you know, like for instance, the rising, land of hope and dreams, you know, faith will be rewarded. Um, and, you know, a couple of songs on, um, on high hopes. Um, and you know, I, I, I've all, he's always had that theme. He's always had that hope. Um, and I, I think most of his songs are about hope and about reality and, I, I also think that I relate to them because having, you know, partially grown up in Brooklyn, New York, 
um, I can relate to a lot of the scenario that he that he paints with his words and music, and that that becomes spiritual to me because I can relate to, you know, incident on 57th Street, you know, on the fire escape, watching the kids playing down the street. Right. Um, incident is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, so I think that, but as he gets older, I, I hear a more spiritual theme in his music, which it, which doesn't rub me the wrong way. I mean, because he's, he's pretty, he doesn't sh- shove it down your throat, I think. No, I don't think so either. And I love the idea that he is, this is a journey he's gone on with his audience. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as he talked about, it's a conversation. Coolest thing. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, we've we've reached almost an hour, so I'm going to wrap us up pretty soon. But is there, I won't try to say, is there a favorite show, but is there a couple of tours, perhaps, or maybe there is a special show that you have some memories about? Oh, you know, I, I think I, I think the last on our last conversation I mentioned the Wrigley shows. Yes. Um, Wrigley Field um, with None But the Brave and when he was with Eddie Vedder and, and Tom Morello. Um, those those were those were pretty special because I had I heard None But the Brave. Um, but there's you know it's funny because every sh- every show. I'm like, oh my God, this was one of the best shows I've ever seen. And then I say to my friends, I don't know how he's going to talk this one. And right. then I go to another show and he does something completely different, which blows my mind. Um, I, I have to say, I've seen him, I, I've seen him at smaller venues recently, yes. you know, with the soldiers and sailors in Pittsburgh, um, where he's done um, say incident on 57th street, um, acoustically. Yes. Um, and that was at the suggestion of Joe Grishecki, um, I guess. And I happened to run into Joe Grishecki, um, in New Jersey. And, um, Bruce had said that Joe had recommended that. So when I saw Joe Grishecki, I said, Hey, Joe, thanks a lot for, um, for recommending that Bruce play incident on 57th acoustically. And so, um, I, you know, at the Wrigley shows stand out, um, the early, early shows at Boston garden and, um, and like Hartford. And I'd have to say also in Barcelona, I, I got to see him twice. I went to Spain, not to see Spain, but to see him in Spain. So, um, I would have to say those shows because of, you know, being in, in a different country, number one, and the Wrigley shows because of None But the Brave and some of the Soldiers and Sailors shows when he played Incident on 57th Street and some of the stuff from, from Lucky Town, uh, Beautiful Reward, um, When Human Touch, uh, Beautiful Reward, and that sort of thing. So um, anything he plays and every show is different, so I would never be able to pick. So I had um, Land of Hope and Dreams is one of my favorite songs. And Me too. 
And I think we talked, I, that, yeah. my, my husband used that in his, my mother-in-law's eulogy. Right. And you too. Yes. And so this may be repeating it, but when you talk more than once, you end up doing that. So, um, my son had a little bit of trouble, um, in college and luckily he's passed it, but he was feeling really depressed and very mm. discouraged and, uh, you know, by nature, I'm an optimist. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, that's why better days is one of my favorite songs. And, Love it. and, and so I always believe that there is hope and that things can get better and yeah. that, you know, in the darkest times, you know, we can find a way to get better and, and make our lives better. And so my wife's a little more pessimist, which is why we're a good marriage. And right. so she was depressed for him and I'm driving Chris back to school and we played a couple of songs. One is um, Brad Paisley's A Letter to Me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the song, uh, go Google it. Um, it is Brad and helped write it, but it is basically a an adult Brad Paisley writing a letter to the high school Brad Paisley. I've and, heard of that. I've yeah. heard of it. I haven't heard the song. But it is I worth listening to. Listen yeah. Because it. Um, it talks about, you know, these are nowhere the best years of your life. Right. That, you know, because he's feeling all this college, high school and, and you know, the, the pain, it's real and you're going to get better. And then the other one I played is Land of Hope and Dreams. Oh. And I told Chris, I said, faith will be rewarded. The next time I saw Bruce live, he played Land of Hope and Dreams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not a rarity. Um, he plays it, you know, he hasn't played it, I don't think, in this tour. But he's played it a fair amount. And Right. But that first time hearing it, mm -hmm. I started crying. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just was overwhelmed with the emotion of my affection for my son, my worry for him my friend who had died and I said it at the funeral and it just, the emotion of the song just overwhelmed me. And I, um, the only other time it's happened is when I saw Brian Wilson from the Beach oh, Boys perform and that, that, you know, that idea of this surviving, this person yeah. who is, had so many challenges and some self um, cause some just medical and just everything. And to see him up there making music was something beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. I, I, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan too. Absolutely. Um, thank you again. So first off, we want to get your friend on, but even more importantly, uh, we need to schedule some time after you've seen the show, because I'm I have faith, Boston's going to work out for you. Faith will be rewarded. Yes, I I am I am looking forward to the text uh, from the tweet going Jesse, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I, I am definitely going to do that. Yes. Definitely. And uh, yay for you for Oklahoma and yeah, Dallas. Yes. I hope and they're the best shows you ever see. I hope so too. And uh, your son. Yes, I am just ecstatic. Um, 
then and we'll have you on and I want to hear your perception. I know you'll love the tour, but I would love to hear since you've been on this journey and just to see the you know how it is from this viewpoint of in your life's journey and Bruce's life journey. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. You let me know. Um, I will let you know if we get okay. tickets. Not if we get tickets. When but we get when tickets. When we get tickets, absolutely. And, uh, um, and then we can chat again, and I absolutely look forward to it. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I also want to thank your wife for being very understanding and allowing you to do this because it's, it's really brought so much pleasure to so many people. I, I will pass that on to her, and she will appreciate it. Yes. No problem. Uh, Dawn, give us your Twitter handle. Okay, it is Stone Pony Girl at Dawn Brant Supporty. It's at D A W N, last name B R A N C I F O R T E. Very nice. Uh, and if you want to be in the podcast and talk about Bruce and all that implies, send me an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. Also, send me suggestions of what you'd like us to cover. Art, do you want us to go through some albums? Do you want us. Tell me what your thoughts on the River Tour are. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter account that are both Set Lusting Bruce. And if you get a chance, go to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us. Don, you know I love you. I'm going to close with. And Johnny whispered, good night. It's all tight, Jane. I'll meet you tomorrow night on Lover's Lane. We may find it out on the street tonight now, baby. Or we may walk until the daylight, maybe. Good night. It's all right, Jane. I'm going to meet you tomorrow night on Lover's Lane. We can find it out on the street tonight now, baby, or we may walk until the daylight, maybe. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 